You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. Oh, it's about halftime in this offseason, y'all. In case you didn't know, by that I'm referring to the college football offseason because your ears are currently vibrating with the power of the internet's only college football podcast, the Shutdown Fullcast. What offseason were you worried that people thought it was? The NHL offseason, which would be erroneous in at least three dimensions. Okay. Is yeah. it hockey season? Yeah, yeah Stan- Stanley Cup final started uh, last night, I believe. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention because Nashville's not involved. Um, it's if just nice Preds, to see. If it ain't the Preds, then it's dead. It's just nice to see Boston College fans have something to root for in the postseason. So hard, right. it's a hard it's, life. It's always the same schedule as the NBA, so they can please like my sport, so they can say like, you know, oh, we're in overtime, therefore our sport, sport is superior. Counter programming. You need to turn it, tune into NBC SN twelve to see this triple <laughs> overtime game seven. I, I do worry that hockey has too much heart-stopping action. You know, like there's a finite amount of stress that one can handle in a, an end-of-game situation. Hockey does these like 7-O-T, tied 4-4, four, four, eight players have been disemboweled. It's like watching Arkansas Ole Miss every night. It is. It's like a telenovela. At one point this- you just say, I've reached my limit. This is enough. I this cannot also, possibly be more stressed than I am right now. That's also why Sudden Death is the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that doesn't involve time travel. Important asterisk there. <laughs> don't slander. I was going to say, don't slander Time Cop and his perfectly <laughs> spherical buttocks. <laughs> don't. You know, give Jean-Claude Van Damme credit for a lot of things. Uh, but the split in Time Cop, it's an iconic movie moment. Sudden Death, a movie that suggests a random stranger could suit up a goalie and successfully block a hockey a, a pro hockey player shot in the playoffs. We've never tried this. You can't prove it. That's true. I mean, you're covering a lot of the net just standing there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, chances are you might. Like they're better than your average. They're better than your average Joe versus pro situation chances, in my opinion. Right? Like you're not going to block an NBA player shot. Right. It is not happening. Right. It's just not. There are things that will not happen. You're not going to block an NBA player shot. Chances are, if you put up 10 shots against an NBA player, you will miss all 10. You how might ma- not even get them off. How, I was going to say, if you, if, well, not you, if the average full cast listener were to take ha- play one-on-one with an NBA player, they're just on offense the whole time. The, the player's just playing defense. 10 shots, how many are they getting off cleanly? 
Zero. Zero? Not a uh, single is one. The player committed the, is the player really committed the entire time? At what point does laughter take over? In, in Reddit, who would win terms? Is the player bloodlusted? Let's say the player is giving 85%. You're not that's getting plenty. it off. That's plenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. fine. You're not. And if that player, and I'll just go a step further. Yeah. If that player is over 6'4", the chances are zero. Yeah. It's not happening. That wingspan, like people don't understand what it's like to shoot over somebody yeah. that tall. It's just like, imagine Giannis. It's just not comprehensible. All right. So next year, if we hit two hundred thousand dollars in the charity drive, Spencer will play one on one against Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Will either of your feet leave the ground at any time? Yeah, I got that Zach Randolph ups, right? Like, <laughs> Set shooter, the- throwback. That's actually who I thought of first. When you said NBA players. Like define an NBA player. Like if I had to learn to play basketball, that's the only possible NBA player I could even hope to model a single action of. Why would you want to be anybody else? I know because he just uses his butt. You could be. That you could it. be late. You could be late. You could be late. You could be late stage Antoine Walker. Don't sell yourself short. No, that's true. Big... Zach Randolph is the ultimate like wedding guest dancer on the court. Yeah, but yeah. Zach Randolph also liked to like bang in the low post. I heard it, yes. But late stage Antoine Walker, you're just like floating out to three, taking a bad shot, and just being like, Well, maybe I'll play defense, probably not. I have seen Spencer do an Antoine Walker shimmy at uh after bowling a strike. <laughs> so this could work. Like yeah. and subscribe to our college football podcast. Two hundred thousand yeah. oh, oh Spencer, who is the living basketball player retired that you think you could be competitive against one-on-one living basketball bill russell <laughs> bill russell i bill bet russell. i bet bill russell would work your ass you think all right he'd work me for one play yeah what, isn't there someone bill russell's age who isn't bill russell oh no i know who i would work bob Cousy. now nah, he'd work your ass too man no 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 bob, no. Bob his moves. i've seen the you. gif no, no, no. I'm pulling. Listen, you think I'm not going to pull a Bruce Bowen on him and karate kick him in the neck the first chance I get? That's, Dude, a, that's all I'm doing. He was in blue chips with Nick Nolte. What are you going to do that Nick Nolte wasn't doing? Drugs wise? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. He's got everything on me. Nick Nolte once greeted three people there to do an interview and junk it with him. They came to his house and he said, I'll fix you lunch. And he went out and picked four tomatoes from his backyard and said, there you go. Okay, Jason, now that we've talked about Nick Nolte and Blue Chips, can you explain the premise of today's episode? So as you can tell, based on the content of our college football podcast episode so far, there is no college football. We are almost literally in the in the bottom of the valley of the offseason. Therefore, uh, let's do a little midpointer. Let's do a little. Let's do a little. A little halfway check in. Make sure we Summer all school. reach the finish line together. A, a, a room, little. A little pit stop. The empty quarter, if you will. This is the Bucky's. This is the next wave. <laughs> this is the next wave of journalism. Like everybody in journalism right now is all, how do we get people the news faster, leaner, quicker? What we're saying is more like, no, we will store up the news and deliver it to you in three months chunks. This is chunks. bristle-based news. That's right. This is hard tech news. We're, we're, this isn't Axios. This is like Slaxios. <laughs> this is like, you don't, Mike you Allen really don't need the me. news. Yeah, we said it, Mike Allen. <clears throat> I do I do like the idea of this partic- this exact episode is your last Bucky's until you reach Lubbock. Look, <laughs> look, people found out Bob Stoops stepped down from Oklahoma from this podcast Weeks after it happened, months, months after it happened. Yeah, people, people were writing in uh, like week two, like you know. Oh, thanks for the heads up on that, y'all. I just, I, <laughs> now I won't be surprised when I watch. Listen, this is the podcast where food-wise, we only eat it if it came right off the grill or if it's been buried in the ground in a jar for six months. Dirt aged. <laughs> so, in the interest of being your preppers, college football podcast. Uh, let's let's do the let's do the Jay Leno thing. Let's spin a newspaper at you. Yeah, and yeah. A you see what uh, you see these what, uh, what, 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 what do we got uh, here? What do we got? What do we got? Beer sales? Hey, yeah. I'm shaking my head. You can't see, but I am. Are you wearing like an outrageous amount of denim? <laughs> I'd say it's a tasteful amount of denim, denim, sir. All right. How do you even wear denim in May in New York? It's the most deranged human being, in that he puts on like dad jeans from 1990 and says, I'm going to belt them and put them with a denim shirt. That man, that man in any other case would be profiled as a serial killer. 
I think denim in New York in May works if it has like NASCAR style Looney Tunes all over it, like your like 2002 Cameron. Wait, what's I'm going to the Hamptons. It's my summer wear. Oh God. Christ, <laughs> oh, I just gave Ryan a seizure. I hate that this yes. is happening. All right. Um, so, 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 Ryan, you got the spinning headline. <clears throat> what, what, what's the first on the list? Um, first up, I'm actually going to play a game with y'all. This is very Jay Leno tonight's show no. because, yep, we are. Deal with it. <laughs> all, right. all right. Fuck. <clears throat> uh, as you all know, the AAF has, maybe you don't know, the AAF has come and gone, made uh sail off into Valhalla. With no money whatsoever, the money is all gone, uh, including several vendors who were just like, "Yep, uh, we're a high school stadium and we're owed thirty thousand dollars. Thanks, um, but we're gonna play real or fake XFL coach because the XFL smartly, patiently, all the things that Vince McMahon is known for, biding its time, building a strong business. I have four real XFL coaches." And four fake ones, and I want you all to tell me which ones are which, okay? We're going to start with oh, what man. I think is an easy one. Bob Stoops, real or fake XFL coach? Fake, he's real. still at Oklahoma. Real. I learned that real. on the full cast. Spencer and Holly? I heard from the fake news that it was real, but Jason has me considering. So I'm going to go with, uh, he's, it's real. He's real. That's correct. He's the head coach of the Dallas franchise. I did not bother looking up the names of these because that won't matter yet. Jack Del Rio, real or fake XFL coach? Fake. He's at USC. <laughs> real? Real. Fake. Not an XFL coach. Regrets. You know what? I don't believe that. I believe okay. he's co- <laughs> yeah, yeah. How current is that news? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I should say head coach. It's possible that he's uh, balling out as an assistant somewhere. Can't prove that he's not. Ron Turner, real or fake XFL coach? Fake. Please say fake. Fake. Please? Fake. Fake oh XFL coach. Fake XFL coach. All right. Mark Trestman, real or fake XFL coach? Mm, That's a good pull, Ryan. Mm, that's, I'm, I'm inclined to lean real, partly because I only know of him as a pro coach. So, I'm sure he stayed pro. I'm going to go real. I don't know, man. He's real. He's 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 coaching Tampa Bay. Oh, that's upsetting. <clears throat> Bobby Ross, real or fake XFL coach? That's not a real person. <laughs> fake. That's got to be fake. That is a made-up name. He's like 95. Yeah, Bobby Ross is very old. He is not a real XFL coach. And if he were real, he would have quit by the end of this podcast. Pep Hamill. Do, do they have Sorry. a San Diego franchise? Not to my knowledge. Okay, then Bobby Ross <clears throat> can't go there. Um, Pep Hamilton, real or fake XFL coach? Real. Real. Yeah, let's go real. Yeah, he's coaching in D.C. Jim Zorn, real <laughs> real or fake XFL coach? Come on. Speaking of, that, speak, that is also a made-up name. Speaking of D.C., Jim Zorn was a... Trick play legend when he was a quarterback uh, in the NFL, and he was also a trick play legend for bad reasons when he was a coach in the NFL. Oh. I'm gonna go real, fake. He's real, baby. He's back. He's back in Seattle, his old stopping grounds. Okay, last one. Terry Bowden, real or fake XFL coach? <laughs> fake. Fake. <laughs> Jeffy Bowden, however, is in line to be commissioned. Fake Real, he's leading the Montgomery, Alabama franchise. Uh, I regret to inform you, to my knowledge, there's not a Montgomery franchise. Terry Bowden is, in fact, for now. That, that you know of. A fake XFL coach. Um, Wait, so where's Jeffy? Jeff Bowden? We got to keep an eye on him. All right, hold on. Let's do a quick live. I mean, I know he's playing Xbox wherever Google he is. But... search. All right, his most recent job, he was uh, special teams and wide receiver coach uh at akron with his brother right remember because their dad made him bring him along yeah that's true um but he has not i don't know what he's doing since since Hmm. his since bro bro got fired top 10 hold on top uh, 10 jeff bowden linkedin profiles are any of you man there are so many jeff spouden i have i have a bonus xfl question for you that gets into the staff okay all right. True or false? 
Hal Mummy is an offensive coordinator in the XFL. True. Yeah, that's, that's true. One hundred percent true, yep. y'all. That yep. is that is Bob Stoops' offense. Bob Bob in retirement's gone wild and man. First call he made for offensive coordinator, Hal Mummy. Let's roll. Yeah, man. Nobody's wearing underwear on that staff. <laughs> Why is Cedric the entertainer on the sidelines? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what better describes the ethos of the XFL? I mean, I'm already, I'm already, I'm Maybe already stepped on my fucking freeballing joke. I'm so sorry. Uh, I promise not to interrupt any of your testicle-based Stingy humor from bitch. here forward. Dallas <laughs> might be the lean for the XFL, by the way, in early innings <laughs> for a staff, just based on the hire of Hal Mummy alone. Um, I don't know the names of any of these franchises. Like I said, I can look that up. I don't think they're announced yet. They they've just named the cities. I, I think that's right. Huh. Because as you know, like you know, like you said, Vince McMahon is very slow and cautious with his branding decisions. Um, doesn't rush things. Consistent storylines. So yeah. really taking his time to get it right. Um, the craftsman. The um. So I will go over the overtime rules for the XFL because it will be a good segue for our next news topic. Uh, do, does anybody know how overtime is going to work in the XFL? Is this all news <laughs> for all three of you? Is this the one where bo- basically aware. both teams are on the field at once? Um. Oh, wait, is this the multi-ball one? No, this is kind of like a mix of football and a soccer penalty shootout where there are five rounds where the offense can score a point. They start at the five. They either, um, the, the offense can score a point by converting in the end zone. The defense can score a point by forcing a turnover, which makes the play dead. And yes, both teams are on, that's the, the wrinkle here is that both of these are happening, I guess, simultaneously. I'm not entirely sure how that will work. Yeah, I'm I'm mostly interested in this because they I'm wondering how they got this past their TV partners. Yeah. Like how are you supposed to call this? Well unless it's a split screen and both of them are calling it at the same time. Or or, or maybe they're just alternating. Like maybe you go I would guess they gotta take turns. North end zone, south end zone, north end zone, south end zone. Um mm. it's gonna be real weird. It's gonna be but, real, real weird. Also, what if they're encouraged to make up complex dance routines on the field while the other team is playing at the other end? It'd be rude not to. All the backups mm-hmm. have to stand at midfield and dance, yeah. Jason, mm-hmm. why did I bring up overtime? Because we, we have we never new know. And exciting overtime rules in our sport. What? Where the overtime was already um, conducive to oddity. Uh, as we know, we have the superior overtime system in football, at least until Vince McMahon unveils his. And there's also there's a there's a backyard football game, back, backyard football game going on at the same time. And, and anything is legal there. <laughs> you can use a hacksaw if you want. There are actually lots of rules in the sex episode. Also, also the fans are the fans are fighting each other. Just to be also clear, the just, floor is lava. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not that far off. That was it'll, it'll that was the, that was more or less the premise of the original XFL. Yeah, it'll be the, the squabble and the lava. <laughs> who decides? Who decides the 18th overtime? Guess who you've got to fight? That's right, Roman Reigns. He's got to shoehorn his ass into everything. Stop the game! Stop the game! Stop the game! Braun Strowman is coming out. <laughs> now we're talking. Wait, wait. Bob Stoops, you're fired. <laughs> so until that happens, we have the superior overtime. Um, it has a new wrinkle this year, thanks to LSU and AM uh, becoming. It's a contender for the stupidest game in football history, and that's saying a fucking lot. Because the NCAA does not like the idea of its minimally compensated athletes being out there for it's like six hours with no uh, no actual promised end in sight. They've added a new rule where beginning in the fifth overtime, uh, it's nothing but two pointers. It's bonus round, lightning round. Which this is, of course, the previous wrinkle was beginning in the third. You have to go for two after touchdowns. Now we're just skipping all that shit. Basically, we have like a Fortnite battle royale where the field is constantly shrinking over the course of overtime. Uh, And, you know, maybe in a few years it's like, yeah, well, in the seventh overtime, you're already in the end zone. And then it's. Uh, then it's up to dances or sportsmanship. Sportsmanship. That's how we decide. End zone sportsmanship. I like the idea of trying to start in your own end zone and then seeing like you have to get out, right? Like they're always saying, oh, this really favors offenses, right? It doesn't favor defenses. But like the opposite of capture the flag. Right. 
Like right. a siege captured the flag. <laughs> we start. It's the Houdini overtime. We're like, we start you in the barrel full of water. You got to get out. <laughs> You're in a glass cube and it is suspended over uh, Times Square. Hi, David hi. Blaine on three. Hi. David Blaine on three. Hey, I'm David Blaine. Welcome to Pac-12 After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Go on. Again, I'm I'm vibing. Go, feeling this. Uh, go, go Cats. Here we go. All right. Cool. Yeah, this is um, that that is I really want that overtime set up because I know eventually I will see the 99 yard touchdown <laughs> off it. The best possible outcome in the Houdini overtime, the 99-yard. I don't think passing TD is quite as funny as if somebody actually ripped off a 99-yard rushing TD off that. Oh, God, that'd be just beautiful. Some people are upset about the new overtime, as they are about anything. anytime anything changes. Like, oh, my precious beloved sixth overtime period. That's happened like seven times in and the last 20 years. Arkansas. Why do you want more Arkansas football? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think that I think that's the thing people aren't realizing is like this either makes the ending very very wacky or it just extends it indefinitely. If you have two teams that can't play defense, well shit, now they're not even trying. Well, the, yeah, we don't lose here. The tension with most rule changes seems to be do you want it do you want the game to be like just played as football or do you want it to be quick? Because this is what happens all the time when it, when instant replay comes up. People just, like, piss and moan, and they're like, oh, replay just show, slows the game so goddamn much, and just, like, it, it really ruins the viewing experience. But the whole reason we did it be, was because we wanted to, like, have the football be the thing that counted and not bad judgments that were happening, and that was the trade-off. So we could... In theory, just be like, yeah, play football all night until somebody has an insurmountable lead. Um, but that would take fucking forever and people didn't want it. So, like, you just just decide what you want. Do you want it to be quick and weird or do you want it to just be nothing but football crammed down your gullet until you can't sleep because <laughs> you're over full? I think this is the perfect middle ground, honestly. Like, some people said, oh, this is basically a, a penalty kicks. No, this is one football team. Trying to gain yardage against another football team. That is the core of football. Well, you, it's not kickers you, deciding. You know what people are actually saying? They're saying, I'm anxious. My team's going to fuck this up. My team only knows two two-point plays. And and when and when it's like, oh, man, I hate overtime because we missed a 37-yard field goal because we couldn't gain much yardage. That's one thing. When it's, nope, couldn't punch it in from the two, dipshits, that sucks. That really will just make you go up a wall. Again, yeah. if it's 11.45 and Arkansas walks into the bar, just shoot yourself. Yeah. Save yourself the trouble if this is you in a late-game situation because I'm not saying Arkansas is the best football program. I'm not saying they're the worst football program. I'm not saying they're not important or they're the most important. But I do know this. If you're involved in an overtime situation with Arkansas, you don't want to be involved in an overtime situation with Arkansas. It's just going to, even if you win, you lose. Can we yeah, all? It's, it's not that they're going to beat you. It's that it's going to suck for both of you. Can we all pick a team now that we think will be involved in one of these new overtime? Oh, granted, it Arkansas. might not happen. Okay. You pick Arkansas. Uh, you've got Arkansas. Holly, who do you want to pick? Oh, USC. Okay. Give me the Cal Bears. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> because they, they are, their previous overtime-friendly brand has reverted to the opposite overtime-friendly brand. They're going to have an 18-overtime game where they score like 19 points. It'll, uh, be, the che- it'll be the Cheez-It Bowl forever. I'm going to take Wisconsin. Oh, that's a, oh, that's wow. a good one. Yeah, give me Cal, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> In the fucking, the fucking one of the various Holiday Bowl spinoffs. Sure. Yep. The straight to video one. It wasn't great. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's not. Yeah, Mystery Science Theater isn't picking it up anytime soon. But you know, you, you'd still change the channel. It's, it's on the list. Spencer, give us news from the last months to discuss. Oh, guess 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 what the SEC's considering, y'all? Call your call your call your pastor. Reinvesting in STEM. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Are they considering paying players? No, no, not considering paying players. They're considering providing, uh, I don't know, better insurance benefits. Nope, none of that. <laughs> none of that. No, what they're doing in front of the beautiful Hilton Sandestin Beach Resort, 
walking into those doors and discussing uh, something the rest of the world figured out a hundred years ago. Which, to be on point, you know, that's that's very SEC. It's very par for the course. Uh, selling beard games, y'all. It's, it's back. We're discussing this again. I want to read this sentence from Ross Dellinger's piece on SI.com, which is... Uh, which is, I think, poignant when you figure out that there are other teams already doing this and four are joining this year, all right? Illinois, Rutgers, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech will start selling alcohol in stadiums this year. They This meet, brings everything up to, I think, 55 teams that sell alcohol in the stadium, I would go back and just say the first two there, Illinois and Rutgers. Yeah. Some people sell alcohol for profit. This is palliative beer care. <laughs> this is palliative. This is, this is, you, this is, this is hospice beer sales. <laughs> you better. I think Illinois and Rutgers fans should be allowed to have IVs if they wanted to just sitting there like, Oh yeah, let it happen. Oklahoma and Texas tech. I don't know, man, you got some highs. Right, particularly with Oklahoma, Texas Tech, a few more lows. You're going to need it too. The weird thing about Texas Tech, Lubbock is dry. So, is the stadium like the only place in town where you can where you can buy liquor? No, oh, yeah, the stadium's a nation state. Ah, I'm glad we solved that problem. This is a pioneer. This is an example pioneered by uh, many many high schools in Texas. Yeah, they could just do that, right? If they can void Mike Leach's contract, they can do that. They can just say, "Hey, this is." This entire Jones Stadium is just a the whole thing is just its own nation state, y'all. It's done. Honestly, We're done with the power of Texas Tech. Honestly, Rutgers should sell Ambien. Like that's the humane thing to do. Mm. <laughs> they should just say, "Hey, Wi-Fi is great, y'all. Stream what you want." <laughs> Port, Somebody in row. Hey, porn's cool here. Don't worry about it. Somebody in row thirty-five's like, "Fleabag is just destroying me emotionally." <laughs> you I should love- really watch it, but don't. I love Hot Priest. What? There's football on. <laughs> yeah. So I think the overall concern, uh, the SEC still, uh, you know, prohibition ended, you know, like last century. SEC still on it. They're not they're not budging so far. Uh, it's available only in areas denoted as, uh, quote, premium seating. Pre- premium seating. The people don't get it. People do not get beer. I'm going to put this in order the sec teams that i believe need beer sales most okay all right um i'm gonna say one lsu i could go i could go either way on that to be perfectly frank like i feel like if there's anybody who has worked their way around it has learned how to deal with the problem i feel confident it's the fine folks in baton rouge yeah (laughs) the amount of beer they're carrying in their person (laughs) I don't mean on their person. I mean in their person, this, right? This toddler right here, that's a fake. That's a keg with a head I taped to it. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, like, hey, listen, I've just, I'm just taking my extremely, I'm taking my 400-pound friend that I'm bringing in with me. This is my, nep- this, this is my nephew, Party Ball. Yeah, I'm siphoning. Actually, we're doing a transfusion. They're Compatible a- blood types. There actually probably is a Louisiana child named Party Ball. <laughs> Party Ball Delacroix. <laughs> They say Delacroix back there, but you know we keep it French. Call me PB, y'all. I think the uh, the the team that needs beer uh, second most in there, Texas A and M, because it's hot. Oh my God, it's hot in that stadium. Give them beer. Beer never tastes better than when it's like five hundred degrees and really sunny. Give them beer. Also, they they need it because you know A and M football. There's going to be lows, so prepare for it. Jimbo can buy around shit. Yeah. Uh, third, uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Arkansas, <laughs> just because oh, you went 0 and 8 last year, man. It's not gonna be too much better this year. It's improving. Chad's Chad's gonna get you some excitement, but uh, you're you're gonna need beer. Four, I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put South Carolina because you got to watch Will Muschamp football, and I can't think of any better beverage for like grim resignation to fate than you know. Eight to twelve beers consumed on a really hot day. I think yeah. this is. I think this is unsafe. Will Muschamp football is the heavy machinery of college football, and you mm-hmm. want to be sober while you're operating it. Operating it in vile, uh, implies motion, though. 
slow as motion. Mm. Yeah, I think it. I think Ma- it's more man. It's more manual labor when you're talking about boneless champ football. All yeah, right, we've got a machine that does that. No, pick it up. <laughs> it takes eleven men to pick that up. One of them's distracted. Then we'll drop it and break our toes. Yeah, you, that's can, well, you can hire movers. I don't need movers. <laughs> well, well, Muschamp football, the Soviet miners in the Chernobyl miniseries. It's not cor- safe to tunnel under there. We'll do it naked. <laughs> that way our clothes won't get ruined. Well, that's upsetting. Uh, next, I'll go Kentucky. Again, see Kentucky football. It's going to be a little bit of a letdown season after last year. You can't help it. You went 10 and 3 best season and you were six and one at home come down off that let's pad that um i'll go next missouri missouri because i don't know man you live in missouri have some beer relax it's not gonna be that great uh alabama i'll I'll say next just because i want them to be in the middle of the pack on something rather than be at the top so take that we can Uh, we can sell saban on that too be like hey listen you want you want fans to come to the games don't you nick yeah you want come on you want them in there i'm not gonna cave i want you to want to come to the games that's it also beer kegs make him look shorter so we're do we're doing a cash bar at the wedding god damn it (laughs) uh i'm gonna put miss state because i don't know you know like they've already kind of got that outdoor like barbecue vibe going they should be able i think they should do at miss state what they do what they used to do at their baseball games and just back trucks up to the fence so people can watch. Just let them do that. That would be the most on-brand thing ever. People love that. It's like a big cookout, y'all. Uh, then Auburn. I'm going to put Auburn right after that because uh, you know they don't. You don't want to let you know. You don't want to let your pastor see you drink it. It's not a thing. Uh, Old Miss because Old Miss comes after that because they are uh, they are strictly hard liquor people. I would go Tennessee after that again. See hard liquor. Also, a number of Tennessee people I know who just watch the game sober. Because that's how it's got to be. Hey. Why would I want to feel worse? (laughs) Uncompromising truth. Jeremy Pruitt says they're not that good. Why is is your Tennessee fan Alex Jones? (laughs) Hey, Madden's Why would it not be? (laughs) Why wouldn't they be? Unnatural nail, my supplement. I volunteer for it. Get it? Um, I, I will put uh, I will put Georgia, Georgia as next to last. Uh, actually, they're third from last. I, I, I'm putting Florida below that because um, drinking in the sun in Florida is just a terrible idea. I know, like, hey, yeah, man, I can handle it. No, you can't. You can't. They pull like 35 people out of that stadium every game due to heat exhaustion. Don't do it. It's dumb. You're not 18, probably. If you are 18 listening to this podcast and it's a formative experience for you, I'm sorry. You'll live forever. Yeah, I am never going to die. And uh, you'll always be beautiful. I'm putting Georgia next to last here because uh, y'all aren't supposed to be drinking. No. Georgia football is just a good old family affair with no anger and no alcohol. Uh, and then at last I'm putting Vanderbilt because you should all be drinking gin anyway. You aristocrats. I would like that if Vanderbilt just announced, like, yep, we're just doing gin sales. That's it. <laughs> you can get a 64-ounce cup of gin. <laughs> Alex Kirshner perks up somewhere. <laughs> just, yeah, I would love to do that. Just Vandy grads drinking 64 ounces of gin and walking away level and steady, right? Um, yeah. They got their, the, those are their sea legs. That's the sea leg stadium cup. <laughs> That's it. Get on your feet for the Bombay Sapphire third down stand. <laughs> Bravo. That's well done. Yes, well. Uh that and that and this, I don't know why you wouldn't have why you wouldn't like Ohio State sells beer. Like and and I think they actually have way fewer incidents in stadium now, which, you know, makes sense because uh because I'm sure Ohio State fans were just drinking like a 32 pack of Nat Light and rolling into the stadium like it's got to last me three quarters. There was some steel reserve going down. Yeah, yeah. So hey, woo! Super excitement. SEC probably won't budge too much on that. Wow, won't make much sense. Everybody will have less money. That's the part I don't get. The SEC's always opted for more money. Uh, 
and the lazy decision. The lazy decision is just to let everyone do what they want oh, and see, make more money. I, I, I assume it's because boosters own the bars near stadiums and are like, don't you dare take this from me. Like, that'll slow anybody down. That's fair. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I don't know. You guys, uh, you guys don't seem to be hurting. Should be fine. It's not like people drink any less. It's not like people don't bring, like, 500 beers in their truck, right, to start with. Holly, do you have any news of the offseason you want to bring us? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Perfect. Did we hit everything? Were, were the, no, we didn't. There's one no, big no, thing no. we forgot, right? There's, there's, there's a handful. Okay. Run us through them. Go for it. Well, I think uh, if we're speaking frankly among friends. Yeah. I think the most significant news of the offseason for our listeners and the general college football fan, let's be honest, is it, uh, you know, is it the transfer portal? Like, pff, fucking shut the fuck Like, people, athletes have been transferring for decades. Coaches have been whiny hypocrites about it for decades. The transfer portal really didn't change much of anything. No, the most significant news is in this year's Madden, there will be 10 college football teams yeah. who mm-hmm. play as part of the single-player story mode. Uh, they had a couple years back. They had like two plays of a Texas Oregon game, and that was like, oh. <laughs> it's 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 coming back. The game's coming back. Complete but. complete this mode, and you will go on to be an unsuccessful Titans quarterback. Now we have the following ten teams, uh, and a couple interesting things about this list: Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Florida LSU, Oregon USC. Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. That's two or three teams per Power Five conference, except for the Big Ten. I'm assuming this is because the Big Ten did not want its brand to be tainted by the money of uh, EA Sports amid previous amateurism lawsuits and whatnot. And also the Big Ten likes to pretend it doesn't like money, even though it's rolling around in $50 million per school per year. Uh, but also, for the sake of accuracy, why would we put a Big Ten team in the playoff? Big Ten's so mo- this this all works. Big Ten's more of an NFL Europe conference. Ryan th- Fire forever, baby. I, I think they want their own game, and that would be the most amusing part of all to me, to have Big Ten football of video game. Big Ten 2K20. Hey, this game doesn't let you go for it on fourth down. We know. <laughs> dynasty mode like if you play with iowa you're immortal right like as a coach everybody else if you play with dynasty mode and have a bad season or you know don't, don't win like a championship they're like yeah i don't know your boosters are getting kind of uh you know unruly and they're thinking about firing you if you play as iowa it's like it's fine great i, I think there's lots of stuff in in big 10 football 2k20 where like it's lot uh, lots of gestures at things that the big 10 person pretends to care about you know like you, you have to devote time to your wrestling program, you know, and like you, you, you make sure these kids are getting in their midterms on time and all that bullshit. You're the you North, you're the you're the coach of Northwestern. Choose how you will union bust today. Because <laughs> he happened. did that. Let's <laughs> remind everybody. He, that, did that. That he did that. Definitely. Uh, very very yeah. near the, uh, the city of Chicago. There's a head coach who just just straight up union busted. It is right it is so, it is sort of thrilling to me that the town in which I'm pretty sure like somebody in a union related dispute could get hit with a baseball bat that that's on the table for Northwestern's coach mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. Pat Fitzgerald <laughs> hit with a bat outside office by Teamsters he would probably welcome it he would be like yes this shows the team that I'm tough <laughs> motivation we're being attacked by bats, boys. We got to stand together, but not that together. <laughs> not a different kind of standing together. More. Uh, I, I st- you stand together with me. Don't stand together with each other. It's not a collective. Want to be clear on that? It's not. It's a. It's more of a line. More just a straight line. I would not love a group. I would love to see the Big Ten's like narrative arc too for Dynasty Mode because it would always end with the Rose Bowl, no matter what you did. Right. Like there's just no playoff. Yeah, There's no playoff. Right. Like you went undefeated and you set every record on the planet. You're going to face Oregon State, an eight and four Oregon State in the Rose Bowl. And then then you don't play the game. It's just the honor of going to the Rose Bowl was enough. <laughs> just get the That's parade. Sad. This is actually perfect. There's, this is like literally the Minnesota fans dream. There's an unskippable two hour quick time parade. You must watch it. <laughs> press A. Press A to zoom in on flowers. Press A to slow down. 
Press X to pay respects. <laughs> Would you like to go to In N Out, which you have heard of, but not have been to? No. Yeah. First I brought my own <clears throat> sack lunch of brown I, plate. Which, I, brought, I brought brown plate. Which Nebraska National Championship will you program on the Big Ten Network this week? <laughs> <laughs> Historical Big Ten team, Nebraska. <laughs> I love how hard they've gone with that. That they've just, yeah, no, been in the Big Ten forever, man. That's Nebraska championship. That's Heartland football right there. I also like that if we had Big Ten NCAA football, the video game, you remember those old copy protection mechanisms they had back in the day where it would be like, oh, go to your, uh, you know, in the in the instruction book, go look up this word on this page. And that's how you would they would confirm that you had bought a copy of the game and not gotten like a pirated version of it. NCAA Big Ten version would also do this, but just for like facts, it'd just be like, here's a math question. Solve it. If you if you if you want to play, you must succeed in the classroom of video game first. Otherwise, you're ineligible. <laughs> you're SEC play football. You're SEC now. You failed you have to go play. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think it's now. You must download the NCAA DLC. Right. You can go play it. <laughs> Florida State. <laughs> I think the uh, the other couple of fun things about this list of college teams in Madden, uh, Texas Tech. <laughs> Obviously, the only reason they are here is Patrick Mahomes is the cover star. If they still had Patrick Mahomes, they would go about maybe eight and four. They didn't really do that better than that with him. So I like the the implication that there is a quarterback far better than Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech in the universe of this hypothetical playoff. Not going to happen. Um, and also, we have no uh, no group of fives, no mid-majors in this list, which is especially curious. EA Sports, largely based in and around Orlando. Uh, the most previous, the the most recent attempted gate crasher, UCF, also in Orlando. You can only speculate as to the reasons why UCF didn't make the cut in this video game, mm. but mainly it's it's uh, it's very funny. I think the important thing is that, like all things, they'll take it in stride, very calm. Yeah, I'm sure they have. Yeah, very very. You know, they see the big picture. They know that not every hill is worth dying on. Yeah, we'll make it in Madden 22. They would have to know what a hill was first. I think that may be the UCF fans' problem. <laughs> I will die on every hill because I literally have never seen a hill before. It's the, no, par- they, it's the been... part of a putt-putt course that slopes up. I know what they've a hill to, is. They've been to Space Mountain. <laughs> they've been to Florida's highest peak. Which Mount, is a, Mount Dora? Yeah, I believe it's over 300 feet in the air. <laughs> if that. I, you know, I do have, uh, now that we've gone through all the now that we've gone through all of the extremely important things that have happened in the offseason, I do want to end on one note. One, th- I, I think I think there's still at least one other thing we got. One get other to. thing. Okay, you do that, and I'll do my thing. Okay. Well, here's a UCF transition for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Uh, UCF, of course, for several years now has been very mad about everything in sight, including Power Five teams not giving them the scheduling deals they want, uh, and have apparently deserved in their minds by going 0 and 12. I think three years ago. Uh, three or four years ago um what they want are straight up one for one home and home deals with power five teams uh florida for one wasn't interested in this and this is where you get into the big internet well we didn't want it anyway debate and okay fine fine no no one wanted it great so what usf has done is gone and pursued two for one regular group of five versus power five deals To which, uh, of course, UCF responds with, you know, you're you're, you're tainting the brand of the conference. You're you're making it look as if we're a mid-major conference. Imagine that. (laughs) Wouldn't that be weird if the AAC was a mid-major conference? Like, I don't know what would be the implication. Maybe you wouldn't get in the playoff if you went undefeated. God, that would suck. Um, So UCF, of course, wanted Bama for a long time. Did they really want Bama? Hmm. Not not really. But they they like the idea of presenting themselves as wanting Bama. And to be fair. I thought they should have made the playoff uh, two years ago um, and gotten destroyed. But th- that's neither here nor there. So what USF has done is they have landed a game against Bama. Not just that. They have landed a game against Bama in Tampa by giving them a traditional two-for-one deal. And I can't wait. I just can't wait for this. USF has pulled off the trollingest schedule move I-, I-, I think we've seen in a long, long time. Not only did we get a game against Bama, we're getting a game right down I-4 from UCF. UCF's going to crash this game. Isn't that what's going to happen? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that was all. I just wanted to address that. 
No, no, no. I'm always here for. I'm always here to drag U- UCF, even though. Also, uh, the Pac-12 is poor, but that's just a constant. <laughs> the Pac-12, by the way, is going to get bought out by like they were seeking. The Pac-12 was seeking an obscene amount of money from outside investors. Okay, that this this bears repeating and discussion. Uh, outside oh, it, investors in an amateur sport. The Pac-12 has become a phishing email at this point. <laughs> yeah, Larry, Larry Scott doing a fun doing a raise for the Pac-12, a an amateur athletics. Hello, endeavor. I am Prince. I am Prince Larry Scott. I have a Utah football in overseas bank accounts, but I need your help to release it, and you can share it with me. That's the it. Like I, I am floored by the the idea that you know the Pac-12 will do this massive cash raise, hand it to the schools, and then what's the expected return? Sports rights? They might get, you know, something back on that. Is it going to be the kind of, like, uh, return and windfall that you would expect uh, for somebody who's willing to just write Larry Scott a check? Like, this is how Larry Scott ends up in prison in Russia. Listen, he sold the University of Arizona to an investor, and that's fine. <laughs> that's, it wouldn't be. No, it'd be Arizona State. Come on. It'd be, it'd be in Tempe. Arizona State is the house that is not passing inspection, I assure you. The contract fell through. The roof, roof ain't right. Herm Edwards, this roof is fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm floored by the people who could be lining up to do this. That's like a very geeky, insidery kind of football note, but man alive, that is the weirdest well, thing to me. Why don't we submit a bid? We could. Oh, like, if we, I don't know, what if we, could we together pull $2,000 and say we would like 10% of the Pac-12? We could. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Okay, you guys yeah. in for that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got that. Let's yeah. do that. Let's, let's see. And let's see what happens. They'll hopefully, if they're if they're acting in good faith, they'll counterbid. <laughs> we'll go back and forth, and maybe we'll reach. I'm, you know, I shouldn't say this. This is bad negotiating. I'm willing to go. They're not, up, they're not listening. I'm willing to go up to twenty five hundred mm, total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're appraising their conference at twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty 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 five hundred dollars for ten percent. That's right. Yes. I think. Okay. I think the Pac twelve. I think. I think the Pac twelve. That's cash too. Like we're not talking about some sort of all stock offer or some some other sort of fine. Like twenty five thousand. That's like pay a realtor cash. to unload your expensive headquarters cash. Yeah. We're getting you out of debt. That's. I mean, this is a sweetheart offer. But again, we're we're starting at two thousand. Can I can I give you the answer by the way when somebody asked could partnering with a private equity firm I've been watching I've been watching way too much billions right Oh god god the Pac-12 is the Toys R Us of college football Oh yeah <laughs> uh could partnering with a private equity firm jeopardize the Pac-12's nonprofit status God I hope so You think <laughs> You like the one person <laughs> in the there, room I hope so just cuz I want to see what happens Right, the one person who's like, "You just took five hundred million dollars as a nonprofit from people who invest in like Colombian coal mines." You, do you do you think this is for profit? His answer was, "We've got folks that have looked at that question." Okay, I want you to go back to the Pac-12 big scandal last year that they had a lawyer overturn a ruling on the field from the booth who had no officiating training. How much do you trust somebody who's like, "Yeah, we got folks who looked at that question." <laughs> Yeah, they got that means they got football referees looking at that question. Yeah. <laughs> we believe in cross training here in the Pac twelve. This is a holding company. I'm gonna throw a flag on that. I like the uh private equity idea because what's the first thing they do? Sell Arizona. Sell it. Strip it for parts. Keep the copper mines. That's it. Then sell the copper. Yeah. Then put the University of Utah at the bottom of one of those been a terrible investment for us from day one. Oh god jeffrey the giraffe's corpse is down here oh god <laughs> utah's been a terrible investment they're good at football <laughs> that uh, is how the math works though I, I i still like the idea of stanford buying the pac-12 because stanford could do that stanford wouldn't really even notice that yeah what, overnight what would they what? do with it uh kick out usc probably okay That's probably the first thing they do strong strong 
they probably kick all the actually they probably just kick all the public universities out right (laughs) (laughs) that's the first thing they would do oh yeah arizona state's booted yeah abominations all of them cal who does does that leave that uh, leaves Cal, UCLA. It leaves the California. Cal, Cal, those are pu- those are public no, schools. Yeah. UCLA is public. Oh, right, 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 right. Oregon, yeah. Oregon State, public. Washington, Washington State. So, so mm-hmm. USC, uh, we leave just so it's USC. USC, Stanford. So you kick out USC and all the publics, and then that's it. Just Stanford. <laughs> it's just USC and Stanford. Just that's all they'd want. You'd be like, isn't this enough for a conference? We'll schedule Notre Dame for the other eleven games. I call I call it Theranos. Yeah, it's. And you know what? If I sell it to a bunch of like octogenarians with a wig on, they'll be like, "That's a pretty lady. Give her Hen- money." Henry Kissinger is on board. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. What's your mascot, the fair rhinos. <laughs> what kind of drug or app is Pack One? Pack- that would be a great Pack like, Twelve game. Drug or app? Is that like a space travel app? Ice juice. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably a space app, right? Because it basically jettisons everyone else and creates a new world, right? It completely gets like we're going to build it's like Bezos's plan to build like big circular ships in space that everybody lives off of. It's just not even trying to save Earth. Like, nope, new franchise. I'm sorry, Chip Kelly, I can't do that. Um, I did I did want to end on one like semi serious note. Um which uh, happened this past weekend, uh, which is Rod Bramblett, the announcer for uh, Auburn football. Uh, he and his wife died in a car wreck over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it's real sad. Rod Bramblett, if you, um, you don't know the name, you probably know the call or at least several of the calls. Uh, Bramblett was an Auburn lifer, replaced uh, legendary announcer Jim Fife uh, back in 2003, and then got to make it like Rod Bramblett got to make two or three calls that no other announcer even had the chance to get close to. Um, and, and that's <laughs> that's mostly thanks to the 2013 Auburn season, that of not just the kick six, but also of Ricardo Lewis catching a tipped pass against Georgia. Um, just a beloved dude in the Auburn uh, community and uh, as well as his wife. Um, They've got two, again, they have two kids, one's in high school, one's at Auburn right now. It is a very, very tragic situation. Uh, There's a GoFundMe, like the official GoFundMe to to help out the kids and we'll figure out a way to to share that if you would like to contribute. We'll put it it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll we'll put it in the show notes and I'll, uh, I'll share it on Twitter. But just to I have nothing too articulate to say about it other than um, condolences. I'm real sorry that happened to y'all and uh, Auburn's going to win the football game. <laughs>